0: How Hong Kong people see NFTs seems to be purely in terms of financial asset or a financial tool for, for speculation. We believe in not just NFTs, but the technology and how it can be used for different purposes. And that's that's the whole point of the ad. It's just to tell people that we're here and we're trying to do something different.
1: You're listening to Crypto Savvy, the show that demystifies digital assets and uncovers all things cryptocurrency. Brought to you by the Hashkey Group, a leader in financial technology and digital asset management. Crypto Savvy, the essentials. Commuters in Hong Kong last week were greeted by wall-size advertisements for a pending NFT drop. Delirious Mind Travelers is the concept developed by four Hong Kong university students who left school, put their skills and money together and started an NFT project that minted here last week. In today's recording of Crypto Savvy, we're going to have a two part discussion. We'll begin speaking with one of the organizers of the Delirious Mind Travelers NFT project. And then in the second half, we're going to talk to an NFT collector. collector and curator about what makes a successful project with the project in question delirious mind travelers hash key group has no link to that project instead we're using this as a way for listeners to better understand new nft projects and what are some of the ways you can think about evaluating this new form as an art piece that you want to buy or as a potential investment so Stick with us on Crypto Savvy, hear about delirious minds, and then listen to an expert talk about how you evaluate and select an NFT. My guest today is Subvert.eth. He is the community manager at an upcoming NFT project, Delirious Mind Travelers. Uh, Subvert, welcome to Crypto Savvy. Hi, Walter, happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you. So uh, Subvert, can you tell us a little bit more about the Mind Travelers NFT? This is a new project that mints on Thursday, 13 January. So introduce us to it.
0: I think I would start with our community vision. And Delirious Mind Travelers are a group of people where we're actually trying to build a community focused on mindfulness and well-being. And our aim is to create a safe space that allows whoever is interested in, in these ideals, whoever aligns with these ideals to come in from all over across the globe And find a safe space where they can be listened to, they can be supported, and they can be encouraged in whatever aspect of their well-being they want to. Our our Discord server, which is where we host most of our activities and like hang out, it's categorized in terms of um, different aspects of well-being. So things like creative arts, cooking, TV and movies, music, books and like physical fitness and sports, these are different aspects of well being that we think that people need to pay attention to and take care of. And that's how we've organized our discord. So people who are interested in, in our ideals and what we're doing, they can come in, they can chat with like like minded people about what's going on and like set goals for themselves and just interact with one another and support each other.
1: Fantastic. And how's the community build going? How many people are you reaching? And how many do you foresee being your target population?
0: So over the past two weeks, we've basically opened the Discord server for only two two weeks like after Christmas. We've got over 2000 members within our little community now. We've seen like just the gradual build of the community. From people who came in and were just curious and asking, what is this? How much? How much are you guys selling it for?
1: You attracted quite a bit of attention with an unusual approach to introducing your NFT project with a large-scale advertisement in the central station of the MTR here in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a bit about the ad and why you thought that would be a good way to introduce this project.
0: We tried to take a different approach than... Than what traditional advertising would do. Traditional advertising would sell what our product is and our unique selling points. And we do, in fact, have a lot of specific features of our NFTs or our overall projects, which are different from other NFT projects. Um, We incorporate like vinyl designer toys into part of our utility. We try to bridge like physical, tangible toys into our roadmap so people can actually have something they can have in hand and we have already produced all of those final stories. but we talk about none of that in our advertisement the reason we did the whole advertisement is we we thought that the nfc market in hong kong is, is slowly growing it's catching up to the u.s and European markets and like maybe like Australia or like other Western countries. Hong Kong is slowly catching up. But in the terms of how how Hong Kong people see NFTs, seems to be purely in terms of financial asset or a financial tool for, for speculation. And we believe in not just NFTs, but the technology and how it can be used for different purposes. And that's that's the whole point of the ad. It's just to tell people that we believe that NFTs can be used for these different other purposes and functions. And we're here and we're trying to do something different.
1: Yeah, and for those here in Hong Kong, if you walk from the island line to the Tung Chung, or Airport Express, you'll walk through one of the long hallways that connect the two stations, and you'll see these full-sized ads covering both sides of the walkway that have some mysterious messages and even little (laughs) asterisks saying probably nothing. But then it introduces you to the delirious mind and the koala minting coming up.
0: Yeah, the, the messages we have are, they're all revolving the the, the functions or um, things we believe about the nature of NFTs more than our projects in general, because we think that these things apply not only to our project, but a lot of very successful European or American projects. The first one we, we think is super important is that NFTs are art with utility. They're they're more than just a JPEG.
1: Now, explain to me the word utility, because we certainly get the art. Mm-hmm. But now, what's the
0: utility? That's a right. functionality? Yeah. So NFTs stands for non-fungible tokens. And it, it's, it's basically a digital token. It's a digital token that can't be replicated, can't be reproduced. It's unique. It's a one-of-one you can prove its scarcity or you can prove its authenticity by referring to its point on the blockchain. With this unique token, you should have some sort of benefit or value to the token, which is the reason why people should buy it, because otherwise it's just a piece of paper or it's really just a pixel. Projects like the Board Ape Yacht Club started things like if you buy our token, you get access to our clubhouse. You get to hang out with a bunch of like-minded people, and that was that was basically how all of this started in in April. Gradually, more and more people started building different sorts of utility, such as access to merch, more free stuff,
1: clubs, discounts, yeah, yeah, promotions, and exactly. in, in shops, etc.
0: Yeah, and w- right now we're just talking about like avatar projects, which are like profile picture icons. But of course, more and more NFTs are coming out for different purposes, such as like music NFTs. Like Meek Mill has been, been dropping hints about his next new album is going to require everyone to have an Ethereum address. Some artists have dropped like entire albums with just NFTs, allowing you to own the song. And so in that case, that's utility would be to like own a piece of or listen to the music. And so yeah, with the token technology, it gives you um, token-gated access to, to something in particular.
1: And so for delirious mind travelers, that's a, a great combination of words. And I've seen some of the images, and they do look like someone who's had a really rough day. But um, <laughs> tell me the thinking behind the naming, as well as the link with well-being. Is this obviously an area that
0: you guys are uh, super keen so the story of the Lyris Mind Travelers is, it's it's a collection of 300 one-of-one pieces. Our in-house artist and creative lead Langjai ETH, he has been drawing each of them for just months. Like he's he's been drawing 300 of these, and it takes like hours to, to draw each one. The story behind it is these these people they mostly very sad people. They reflect people in the real world who have real world troubles, they have to pay rent, pay taxes, and (laughs) all that stuff. And what happens when they are a little bit unhappy or have no, no one to go to is that they do this thing, which is mind traveling, which is a little bit like just meditation and just think of it as something between meditation and dreaming. And the story is when they go on these mind travels, they occur different mysterious, delirious mind animals. Of which the Boreborkwala well is the first one. And so it ties into the whole concept of well being with how we believe that no matter what industry in, what no matter what life experiences you've been through, it's it's core to be able to connect with other people and to be mindful of your own surroundings. And as a community of people who are each on our own different journeys, we can still be good companions to one another and help each other out when when we need to be listened to or, or heard.
1: Fantastic. Very noble goals. Subvert, you're minting 300 of these NFTs, mm-hmm. meaning each one is unique. Tell me when the minting occurs, if people are interested in buying. The time they hear this, it will be on the second market. But tell us a little bit about the process if I wanted to learn more about this project and get involved.
0: So it's actually a little bit more complex. We've got 300 delirious mind travelers. You can probably consider that our like Genesis set. But what's happening is apart from 300 delirious mind travelers, we're also selling 5,000 Bora Bora koalas, which is, as I just mentioned, the first mysterious delirious mind animal. Which is an animal that comes up in the Mind Travelers' Mind Travels. Yeah, so we have a total of 5,300 tokens. They will be minting in a few days on Thursday on our website. We'll have our own mint site with Ethereum wallet connection. You connect your wallet, click Mint, and then it will process on the blockchain, and then the NFT will be sent to your wallet. We expect it to instantly reveal Postmint because it's a random process. So you don't know what koala you would get, you don't know what traveler you would get, and you can see what traveler you got or what koala you got by connecting your wallet to platforms like OpenSea or the very, very recently opened Looks Rare marketplace. And yeah, there, there you can see your tokens, list them for sale buy more tokens, and it's a NFT marketplace.
1: Fantastic. Now, is this your first NFT
0: project as a team? Yeah. In fact, it's it's each member of the team's like first NFT project that uh, we're part of like building.
1: Brilliant. And then what was the inspiration to move into this space?
0: Leng Jai, our, our in-house creative artist, he, he was one of my university classmates. By trade, he's a 3D modeling designer. He does a lot of the designer toy modeling for some of the top international brands that are actually situated in the city. And for years, he's been trying to create his own work and like showcase his originality to the world. And I've seen him go through that journey as a struggling artist, and he really has some brilliant work that has not been received by people that he's pitched the ideas to and like, for him, it's just that I, I feel that nobody admires his work quite enough. Like, it doesn't get quite enough recognition. And the sad thing is, his products actually cater to a Western and Western audience pretty well. Like, when, when those things are shown to friends in Europe or the US, they actually really like his stuff. And so, I started getting into NFTs around February of 2021, and... I've been telling him about this for months, and I was telling him, maybe if you created an NFT, it would would gain you the audience that you needed to showcase your work. And a few months in, I finally convinced him to get on board. Then we started conceptualizing how we would envision a project and how we would create it a little differently than what's on the market, because we don't want to just do something that's the same or provide something that's in a saturated field. And that's why we've, we've come up with the vinyl toy utility allowing our collection holders to actually hold a Bora Bora koala in their hands and translate something that's digital on the screen to something that's tangible that you can hold in your hand. Subburn,
1: the advertisement has drawn a bit of attention. I've seen it in the South China Morning Post a few times. How'd you come up with uh, the idea of the full-on advert? Is it someone in your team, a former advertising professional?
0: It's actually our strategy lead, Eric Soon, who is my best friend since secondary school. Who came up with the, with the idea? He is he is in charge of helping us manage the overall project and just make sure that people like me and Jai and Sin Low, who's our our in house developer, we can focus on the things that we're trying to build without having to be as concerned about like business concerns and make sure that everything is on board on the books and in the long run, it's not going to come and in- Bite us in the butt.
1: Got it. So tell the audience about the financials in this. What does mm-hmm. a delirious mind traveler mint for? And uh, what does a Bora Bora
0: Koala mint for? So the delirious mind travelers are priced at 0.15 Ethereum. And it comes with a free Bora Bora Koala. It's one of each collection and within the same mint. The Bora Bora Koala itself, it's priced at 0.05 Ethereum. So you could basically say the cost of one of our delirious mind travelers is 0.1 Ethereum. One of the utilities that we've baked into the whole pricing and the system is that if you hold a delirious mind traveler, you will be eligible for a free mint of every future mysterious delirious mind animal. So the Borabora Bora Koala is only the first animal that we've come up with and as I mentioned before it represents like a identity like themes of identity and mindfulness and just situating where you are from and where you belong, a sense of belonging, you can say. With our future mind animals, we plan to explore different themes like interpersonal relationships and family and how we treat one another and those are those are definitely in the works. And you'll probably see a few, like in a few months from now, I'd say two to three months would be a good estimate.
1: And uh, the subvert, how are you going to gauge success of the project, both in the short term, as
0: well as longer term? I'll start by saying how usual projects, how, how the norm is for NFT projects to gauge their success. I think a few metrics that Pretty much every NFT project uses to gauge their success is first on, on selling out, which is pretty commonplace these days. And the second is on floor price, which is the lowest price that any of these tokens are listed at.
1: In the secondary market. So secondary after market. someone mints, if they put it up for sale in OpenSea or looks rare, then the floor price is the lowest price price that anyone is willing to accept for theirs. Yeah, absolutely.
0: There is another number that is important, which is the total number of unique holders in comparison to the to the set. So yeah. generally it's a it's a percentage number. What the percentage number means is whether you have a bunch of people who have a lot of your token. And that corresponds to the interest in your community or the number of people who are Interested in buying on the secondary market and coming into your community. So, I think Board Ape yacht club at first it was at like twenty or thirty percent. Some people had four to five Board Apes, and right now it's probably at like sixty percent or something because more and more people are are buying in. And those are those are the usual metrics of success.
1: Fantastic. Well, we're wishing you the best of luck with the delirious mind travelers and the mysterious. Delirious Animals and the Bora Bora Koala. And Subvert will certainly be following the future animals and take a look at how this performs. And we'll look at it again next week and see how it's gone. Then thank you so much for coming on to Crypto Savvy. Good luck with the Delirious Mind Travelers NFT Mint. Thank you for having me. Crypto Savvy, the podcast that delivers the essentials to you by Hashkey Group. Well, it's now um, Monday the 17th of January and the Delirious Mind project has minted. Let's talk about the performance of the project and for that I've invited Timothy Semelin. He is uh, an expert in global marketing and has been working in the field for some 15 years and for the last six plus months he has been trading nfts and working as a consultant on the marketing of some nft projects timothy welcome to crypto savvy
2: thanks for having me water good morning
1: Good morning. So, look, we're trying to understand how someone who is evaluating an NFT project like, like Delirious Minds, how they go about uh, assessing that and understanding whether or not it was a good project or um, uh, perhaps not so strong. What are some of the signs you look at uh, when you're evaluating a project?
2: First, you know, I think I've been uh, falling into the NFT uh, craze mainly because I have a marketing background. So it's true that for me, when I look at projects, I really look at things like branding, the storytelling, of course, the art of the project, um, even like the marketing collaterals, the websites, like everything that's really uh, related to marketing. Of course, you know, for, for different people, if maybe you don't have a marketing background, you might look at different signals. Uh, but, you know, when I looked at the Delirious Minds project, for example, first, I really look at the art before the project goes minting. Uh, I love a project that have their team uh, publicly doxed. You know, we, we call that doxing in, in the NFT world. Uh, and uh, well, what you
1: mean by that is that they are not hiding behind, they're not working behind a pseudonym. They actually have their real profile up and available.
2: Yes, yes. So you will see many, many projects where, you know, the project starts with the website, with Discord, and everybody's using a pseudonym. And uh, you may not know who is managing that project. And for me, that's that's pretty much a red flag already uh some people are comfortable with that uh me i'm not i already love to have the artist uh you know if it's a well-known artist it's even better uh if the managing team uh is publicly telling who they are whether through their twitter account their linkedin profile or very often they do uh Ask me anything sessions on Discord or live stream where you can talk with them. Uh, That's really something I'm looking at before I start to get into a project, you know.
1: In fact, uh, Timothy, your um, uh, recommendation of checking out the community engagement on Discord um, really has uh, thrown me much deeper into the Discord chat channels around this and other projects. And I I do see the difference between an active community on Discord and one that is kind of a little bit shout out, call back and not really um, getting real engagement. How would you say Delirious Minds looked to you on the Discord as well as some of the marketing collateral that you looked at?
2: So I think first they, they had a, an interesting strategy because very often some projects have been part of, they did things like outdoor advertising uh, post-Mint. Uh, but here in Hong Kong, they kind of went big right away. They they were in the news. They did this Massive tunnel, outdoor format, which is uh, quite a bold move. And I guess it did pay off uh, to get some attention for them. I think it was a bold move. I think it definitely got a lot of people talking. Uh, Then after, yes, very fast, you know, uh, I followed them on Instagram. I joined their Discord. Um, The community was not very large, but very engaged. So I think, you know, sometimes you see NFT projects, Uh, going completely crazy um, with like hundreds of thousands of people in Discord. It's great for the hype, but uh, it's not really easy to to create a community. And Timothy, with
1: the project that will have those hundreds of thousands, have those been Asia-based or Hong Kong-based in the past? Because this, to me, was also unique in that this was a Hong Kong group offering this in this town, which hasn't necessarily caught the full NFT craze yet.
2: Yes, Hong Kong is uh, very new to the game. Um, the, the first project that really put Hong Kong on the map was Monkey Kingdom on the Solana blockchain. And recently, I think in the last three weeks, I've seen about 10 to 15 projects that are branding themselves as made in Hong Kong. Uh, the interesting thing about Delirious Minds is that they are on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, versus a lot of other projects are using Solana. Ethereum blockchain, I think it's interesting because that's where most of the projects are. It
1: does seem to be the default for NFTs, but it also incurs large transaction fees or gas fees uh, with each and every minting or subsequent
2: trade. Exactly, exactly. And I think the good thing about the gas fees, of course, it's, it's expensive, but it also makes buyers... Think twice about getting into a project or flipping their NFTs, and I think that's why personally I've been trading mostly on uh, on Ethereum projects so far, um, because the dynamic is a bit different. Also, the the price tag is a little higher than some of the other projects uh, on Solana. But but yeah, I think the the uh, year months they did well. I think they sold uh, their. Delirious Minds, the the main collection, and now they're still minting. Yeah, so there were two
1: projects interlinked together. You had the Delirious Mind Travelers, of which there were some, I think, 300. Um, And then they had a secondary uh, NFT called Bora Bora Koala, uh, which was described to us by Subvert, the community manager, as a bit of the spirit animal uh, for the Delirious Mind Traveler. And those still continue to mint at a lower price threshold. I think it's about um, uh, 0.05 Ethereum or roughly 166 US dollars.
2: Yeah, to, to me, that's so again, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit bold to do something like that. I think it's already really hard to brand one collection uh, with one naming, you know, one name, one artist. Uh, similar NFTs, um, doing like two things simultaneously is uh, is quite new. Uh, I hope it works out for them. Um, you know, usually a lot of NFT programs, they launch their first collection uh, and then they have a second collection maybe three months later or uh, they introduce new uh, functions like staking and breeding and, and things like that. But, you know, I'm happy to see that they uh, managed to, to mint uh, all of their collection, and I see the floor price is uh, already uh, much higher than the mean price uh, for these 300 daily use mines. So, well done to them. Uh, Timothy,
1: how do you um, get involved and hear about the projects that are upcoming? You had mentioned that when you do look at them, you look at marketing collateral, the identity of the people behind it, the uh, community on Discord, and the general buzz. Uh, What are other ways that uh, people can evaluate a pending project
2: to see whether or not it makes sense to be involved? So, you know, we talked a lot about a new project, right? So we talked a bit about what to look at before a project goes live. Uh, Now, a lot of projects are already out there. Right. So I think, you know, how to evaluate these projects um, first, you know, everybody says that, but it's it's very, very important, you know, do your own research and um, do not, you know, trust people telling you to invest in NFTs and, and be ready to risk that money because some projects go down or go higher very quickly. So first, you know, quick warning. I think uh, when I look at the, uh, the projects that are already live, I mean, the roadmap, the roadmap is, is very important. The speed of delivery is very important because there are so many projects out there that say, okay, you know, Q1, we go live, Q2, we enter the metaverse, we're going to build a game. Um, you, you literally have thousands of projects that have the same roadmap. Uh, so you really have to find the ones that deliver very quickly. Uh, some projects, so one project I'm, I'm involved in, uh, Um when they minted their toads, so it's a pixeled, pixelated uh, frog, if you want. Uh, when they minted their frogs, staking was available right away. Uh, you didn't have to wait one month, two months. It, it was already there. Uh, they were work, working on, on the game way before minting was available. Another projects I'm involved in, uh, Meta Legends. Uh, I like the project because, as you know, as I am French, this team is also based in Paris. Uh, they are creating their own metaverse uh, called MetaLife. and they have a team of 30 people. They are very public about it, so. Well, they created also a podcast, and so they, they really move very fast. They have announcements in Discord almost every day. The community is super involved. So when you go into a project that's already live and you see that, uh, those are very you know interesting community to to get involved in. And of course you have to look at the price uh, fluctuations. You have to look at rarity, and uh, and you have to like what you buy. I think it's very important that. You know, it's not just about unless you're a professional NFT trader, um, you know, if you just get started, really buy something that you like and that you can hold on to for a while.
1: It was great having a two-part conversation prior to the Mint, after the Mint, to be able to hear how Delirious Mind Travelers went. Uh, In full disclosure, I personally purchased one of these NFTs, number 128, Delirious Minds. Uh, Check it out on OpenSea. It's not for sale. It's just part of my collection. But I found it an interesting experience to speak with the community organizers, to hear from an expert. And hopefully this can guide you as you evaluate whether or not NFTs make sense for you. Thank you for listening to Crypto Savvy. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. And wherever you get Crypto Savvy, make sure to like and subscribe. I'm Walter Jennings on behalf of the Hashkey Group, and thank you for joining crypto Thank savvy. you for listening to Crypto Savvy, the podcast that delivers the essentials brought to you by Hashkey Group.